Welcome to the sermon podcast of First Church of Christ, where our goal is to lead generations into a life-changing, ever-growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged by today's message. Merry Christmas, y'all. Almost. Almost. So, uh, tis the season for some eggnog, some Christmas uh, decorations, some nativity scenes, hot chocolate, and... Lexus commercials. Do you remember those back in the day? I don't know if they show them really much anymore. Um, but they had these, these commercials. This is how it would go. It'd be two, like a mom and a dad, you know, they, they get together and they have their Christmas night where they're exchanging gifts uh, and, and they're, you know, sharing. They, I'm sure they agreed on a, you know, few hundred dollars each budget or a thousand dollars or something, you know, if they really wanted to splurge. And so they, they get their gifts and and they, they exchange them, and they get to the end, and, and you think it's going to be done, but then what happens? The husband or the wife brings their spouse out to the front driveway, and there it is, a wonderful new car with a nice bow on top of it, and they're both so happy. I don't know about your house, but if I were to try and pull something like that with Sarah, her immediate question would be, where's that money coming from? right? Uh, That's how it would go. I'm sure that's the case for a lot of us. Uh, Not exactly how we would have planned it. But this is the season for Christmas decorations, nativity scenes, eggnog, hot chocolate, and reminders of how much of the things that we want to have that we don't have. That's that's the reminder. Uh, I remember, you know, growing up, this is is me as, as a kid. Kids, check me out. Look how cool I am. That's for, I do have a mullet. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I need to bring that back. Uh, very curly mullet, yeah, on the back. Uh, that's, that was inspiration for me growing my hair out in 2020. Um, see if I could pull that off again. I did not try the mullet. But uh, I remember the anticipation of Christmas morning. I was the kid who would get up at 5 a.m., try and get everyone up. And then soon after that, uh, my parents were like, you know what? We're not doing that. You chill. You can be up, but you're not opening up in the presence but I remember just like the joy of, you know, you go to bed on Christmas Eve, there's no presents under the tree, and I was blessed to be in a home where when I woke up on Christmas Day, there were presents under the tree, and I would go, and we would open them up, my brother and I, and we would take turns and open them up, and, and, but it never ceased to fail that, that as I got the, the, the awesome presents, got to be able to play with them for like an hour, and then I had to get ready, and then my my dad would pick me up, and we would go down to Richmond, Indiana to go on that side of the family and celebrate Christmas. It was fun because Christmas Day there was Christmas Eve, and then the next day was Christmas Day. So I got to do two Christmases. Kids, aren't you so jealous? Yeah? Yes, yes, my kids are jealous. Um, and so we would get to do that, but, but it didn't matter the uh, awesomeness of my gifts that I got. Uh, one year, you know, I got a video game system, and another year, uh, I got this cool sled. Another year, I got a small four-wheeler. That was really awesome, but it never ceased to fail that few weeks go by, months go by, and then I find myself wishing I had something else, that the, the, the impact of the gift didn't seem to last very long, and all of us have been there, kids, every year. Kids, do you want something new this year? Yes, of course you do. Even though last year you got some really cool stuff, you want what you don't have. And that is true 
for all of us, like, you know, I have to say, Sarah, I'm sorry, I don't have a Lexus. I don't have any brand new jewelry from Jared's, and my kiss this year does not begin with K. <laughs> it's just is. <laughs> it's not even the whole thing. Uh, but that's the case for all of us, and, and what I want to do over the course of our brief time together this, or this evening is to point us to the one whose impact in our lives does not fade, he does not age, he does not uh, grow weary, we do not, uh, be able, we're not able to get to a point where if we're really resonating and in tune with him, that his impact fades on us, it doesn't happen. So if you have your Bible, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to see uh, these wise men after Jesus had been born. So Jesus had been born, kids, are, are you with me? Do you know the wise men, the, the, what is another word for the wise men? The Magi. <laughs> Did you say mommy? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so Matthew chapter 2, Jesus is born, and then we see this happening in verse 9. After hearing the king, they, the wise men, the Magi, went on their way, and there it was, the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. So kids, okay, listen, the, the wise men, they were people who studied the stars. Anybody like going outside and look at the stars at night? Anybody? Yeah, it's pretty cool, very pretty. Um, so these wise men had gotten used to studying the stars in the sky, and many scholars believe that it was seeds that were sown by Daniel, because they believe that these wise men came from Babylon. Kids, what did Daniel do? Any kids, this is your chance to be loud. What did Daniel do? Anybody remember? He walked. He, he walked, okay, yep, <laughs> like, like many people. He breathed, okay, my, the preacher's kids are being smart alecks. That's good. Uh, Daniel in the lion's den, does anyone remember that? All right, Daniel in the lion's den. So Daniel, check this out. Many believe Daniel sowed some seeds that led to these wise men noticing this star in the sky and knowing to go to Bethlehem. So we got these wise men, they see a star, they're very rich, they have a lot of things. Adults, they've got all the things that we wish we had more of, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, they had all the stuff, and yet they were still searching for something different. Here's, here's a cool thing that I've found when we think about the wise men seeing the star. Whenever we look at stars in the sky, what we are seeing is light that appeared a very long time ago. The speed of light takes a while to get from those stars to hear. So when that star all of a sudden appeared in the sky, God put that star in the sky thousands of years before because he knew exactly when Jesus was going to be born. And so they traveled to Bethlehem, this long journey to go and see the baby king. By this time, he was likely a toddler. And so they go in and kids, wouldn't it be weird if a bunch of adults came into a room and you saw them worshiping a toddler? That would be very odd, that would, but that's exactly what the wise men did because they knew who Jesus was. So they had 
joy when they saw that star go above that house and see Jesus inside. They had joy. For kids, what brings us joy? Maybe getting a new toy or a new video game or something like that, yes? New video game. Uh, at my house, when my kids win at the Kelly family, uh, family night, they get a theme song depending on who wins and I get to put them on my shoulders and cheer them on. So they have a lot of joy and then the kids who don't win, they're very sad. Um, <laughs> But we have to teach them how to lose too, right? Parents, grandparents, yes. Uh, I remember when Zeke heard that dad was gonna be able to go to his classroom to help with the Christmas party. He was very joyful. Uh, or maybe other kids other than mine, maybe you can, y'all be quiet. Um, <laughs> uh, staying the night at family's houses, right? Staying the night at friends' houses. Are those things that are fun? Yay, my kids are into it, okay. Uh, kids, we like chocolate. Amen. We get to do something fun. You like chocolate. Amen. And we love Christmas, getting to open presents. But for adults, what brings us great joy, adults? Quiet. Yes. Uh, maybe right now, quiet, right? <laughs> Rich conversations, chocolate. A nice dinner with your spouse or a friend or a family member. Vacation, getting the promotion or the dream job, getting the raise. Or like on Christmas, getting to watch the kids open their presents. C.S. Lewis in his book, The Weight of Glory, said this, If we consider the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards promised in the Gospels, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. What is Clyde, Clive getting at? He's getting at this idea that oftentimes we settle for created pleasures or, or things of this world when there is this just immense glory that we get to tap into when we actually find our desires satisfied in our king. That Jesus came not just to save us, but to satisfy all of the desires that we deeply hold inside of our heart, that we oftentimes go to things of this world to seek satisfaction. I think it's an amazing thing that the wise men yet although they had all of the, the riches and the wisdom of their world, they still realized that there was something that they didn't have and they pursued Jesus to find it. It doesn't matter how much stuff you've got. It doesn't matter how awesome the toys are that you have or the video games are that you have or the, the nice car that you have. There still is something out there that all of us yearn to know and that is God. The scriptures say that, that God created us with, with eternity in our hearts. That's why when we go to things of this world, they never seem to satisfy long enough. So let me ask you this. What anchors you in life? What anchors you when things get hard, when life isn't easy? What anchors you in the now? What anchors you in hope? Because what I've found, no matter what, is that the anchor I must have is in God. 
So yeah, let me tell you about the kind of king Jesus is. Jesus is the kind of king who is infinite in glory and power. Jesus is the one, he's the, the promised child who is going to become a miraculous king. So kids, listen, this is what Jesus does. He's the one who gets to answer the questions we all the time ask. What now? What next? Why? How? When? Or kids, the question you love to ask is, are we there yet? Right? Yeah. Jesus is the one who gets to ask or to answer that. John Maxwell is the one who says uh, uh, everything rises and falls on leadership. And when you have Jesus as your king, as your leader, you're able to go the right way. Jesus is like the coach who can put together a game plan, and it's a perfect one. He's like the executive who can see what needs to change and can communicate that needed change with clarity and hope. He's like the mom or the dad with all of their kids in tow who can successfully navigate the grocery store and keep all the kids along the way, even if they don't want to. (laughs) He's like that, but infinitely greater. He's going to be a leader on the level of the miraculous. See, I believe in Jesus, our deepest longings are satisfied. It's in the arrival of Jesus that our desperate longings come to be satisfied. C.S. Lewis said this in his book, Mere Christianity. If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. If we find that we've tasted and seen all of the goodness of this earth, of this world, and still find ourselves wanting something beyond it. It could be that we were created for something greater, for something more. Because I believe we all long for direction. We all have moments where we're, we're wondering, okay, what's next? God, please help me make this decision. We're, some of us are looking at 2024, and whether it be um, you know, questions about our work or questions about our family or relationships, we're asking questions and we need direction, and when we go to Jesus, we find it. Uh, Some of us, we long to be rescued because we've been around the block a time or two and we've skinned our knee, we've busted our elbow and we've failed a time or two. We've sinned enough that we realize we need to be rescued from not just this world and the evil within it, but we find ourselves needing to be rescued from our very selves. Anybody else? We long to be rescued and in Jesus, we can be. We all long for transcendence. Why is it that when something bad happens, we look up? No matter someone's belief system, whenever something bad happens, they tend to look up. They tend to look up and ask the question, why? Why is this? Why is that? Because we all, deep down, long for transcendence. Because God created us with eternity in our hearts, and we all long for peace. Because something in us says that the conflict in this world is not how things ought to be. We all long for peace. We all long for direction, we all long for transcendence and rescue and peace. In a world, I believe, in a word, what we, what we actually desire that can sum it all up is joy, is joy. And let me just say this, everlasting joy is only found in the everlasting king, Jesus. Again, like we, we go to this and we go to things and we, we think that the, the raise or the promotion or the, the job change or the dream job or the, uh, the, the relationship or the new friendship is gonna make us happy. And what we find is time and time again, we need something greater and something deeper and something more and something real. And that is only found in Jesus. Because here's the thing, y'all, I understand um, Christmas can leave us exhausted. 
Christmas can sometimes leave us feeling empty because we're confronted about all of the things that aren't right in our lives, aren't perfect, aren't the story hallmark kind of scene from the movie. And we find ourselves wishing that there was something more. But I believe that doesn't happen when we step back and remember the distance that Jesus traveled and the lengths that he was willing to go, not to just be born, to be a baby, but to be crucified and ultimately to rise again. So let me ask you this. What are you desiring today on this Christmas Eve? See, the wise men entered the house, the building where Jesus was, and they fell down in worship. They were overwhelmed with joy because that star in the sky that was planted there, that was thrown into the, into the scene, the canvas of the universe by God thousands of years before it appeared to them right on time, right on time. Maybe you're waiting for God to give you some direction. He's gonna show up right on time. Might not be on your timing, but he's gonna show up right on time. But it's always time to turn to him and ask him to give it to you, to give you the direction that you need. Are you longing and desiring rescue? Maybe you've made some bad decisions over the course of this last week or the course of this year, and you find yourself like, oh, maybe you feel like, okay, you're kind of starting to believe that if I just even go into the church building or stay here too long, if the preacher's long-winded, then I might get smited or the roof might cave in. All of us probably have heard that from other people, or maybe we've said that ourselves. I want you to know Jesus came to pursue you and to rescue you and to save you, not because of what you've done being a surprise to him, but because he knew exactly what you've done. And he loved you and pursued you even so. Some of us, we have a hard time looking ourselves in the mirror when we've done something wrong that has brought shame into our lives. And yet Jesus doesn't blink. Jesus looks you in the eyes and tells you, I love you. I love you. No matter what you've done, you can come to me. Do you long for transcendence? Jesus is the one who can give that to you. A promise of eternal life, a promise that you will be able to be with God forever one day. Do you long for peace? He's the Prince of Peace. And while he may not bring you serenity right now, he's working on that in the future, but what he wants to bring to you right now is a peace between you and God and a peace within your mind that he's got it all figured out. You don't have to carry that any longer. Do you desire joy? A sense of, of happiness that never runs out. Well, everlasting joy is only found in the everlasting king, Jesus. There's a reason we sing the song, Joy to the World, because him coming was joy, not just for you and me right here now, but for the whole world, for people of all walks of life, for kids, very young, for adults, very old, and everywhere in between. He came to bring joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. So let me ask you, have you prepared room inside of your heart to see Jesus clearly today? I hope you have. That's the reason why we celebrate on a day like today. Church, would you stand? We're going to pray and then we'll sing together.
Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for deciding to come down. You left the throne room in heaven to put on flesh to dwell among us, to enter into our messiness, to enter into our world. Jesus, it's amazing that you came in such a humble way and you left such a humble way. But we know and we remember that you will return in a triumphant way. You humbled yourself to be a baby, even though you're the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You humbled yourself to be put to death on a tree, a tree that you spoke into being. But you didn't stay dead, and we thank you for that. We thank you for being the victorious one that through you we can also receive life and have it forever because you're alive forever. King Jesus, hear us as we sing out and praise to you the joy that we have because of you. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast by First Church of Christ in Bluffton, Indiana. For more information, visit fccfamily.com.